Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Good morning. Welcome. Uh, my name is John P., and I'm a recovering sexaholic. My co-leader here is Francis, Francis H., and uh, the topic we're sharing on is, Do I Really Desire to Stop Lusting? Please do not record any of this session, and please turn off electronics. I feel conflicted by that statement because I will use electronics to time you, and I've seen several people use electronics during the uh, during the uh, sessions. But um, f- so that you do not disturb the session, please turn off any alarms, buzzers, things like that. In the spirit of the fifth tradition, to carry the message, this session is recorded. The recorder will not be turned off during this session. If you do not want to be recorded but need to share, we encourage you to attend another non-recorded meeting. Please do not touch the recording equipment. If you want to share, please come up to the front and sit next to us using these two chairs to my left and use the microphone. Please leave the microphone on the table and do not touch it because it makes noise on the recording. Thank you. (laughs) Let's begin with a moment of silence for all those who are still suffering or unable to attend a meeting followed by the serenity prayers. Serenity prayer, God, grant me this serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will not mine be done. Amen. Thank you. Again, our topic is, do I really want to desire to stop lusting? We will share each for about five or six minutes about this topic and how it applies to our lives. Then we'll open up the meeting for all of you to share. You'll each have two minutes to share uh, before we call time or let you know that your time has run out. I'm going to turn it over to Francis to share. Hi, I'm Francis, recovering sexaholic. Sobriety date, June 20th, 2011. I have to smile to myself when I was asked to do this topic because every morning with my daily renewal fellow that I've had in my group since uh, 2001, Second question of the day, do you desire to stop lusting and become sexually sober? And I think I'm glad they put the word really in there, because sometimes I ask that question very fast. Yes, of course, I desire to stop lusting and become sexually sober, but do I really desire it? Uh, Sometimes that question might be a little harder to answer that day, that that real desire for it. I often think I, I don't want to have the feelings that I had when I was acting out, uh, have a slip or even get you know, drunk some days on, on fantasy in my head or thoughts or whatever, triggered by whatever. Um, I don't like that. But then am I also really so desirous of 
sobriety and that stop lusting, that I will take the actions that I have to. And some days, no. <laughs> so I'll suffer through the consequences of ending the day. Um, I always end the day with gratitude, uh, my knees beside the bed, and take gratitude and also assessment of the day. And there are those days when I say, well, this wasn't one of my better days because although I had my daily renewal in the morning, um, later on the day presented me with some options and I made not such good choices, whether it was response to anger, uh, fear of people, all sorts of things that come into my life that day and my desire to not lust, really, really recover from lust, uh, wasn't there. So I, enjoy, I like having that question and I think this sharing session made me put that word in as well too. I shared with my um, daily renewal fellow the, uh, when I was asked to do this I said maybe we should start putting that word in to the daily question say do I really or have him come back and say do you really desire it or are you just saying that um, but I don't want to get into the place where things that I do as, as recovery become routine in the way of I don't think about them anymore I want them to become habit and I want them to be part of my routine but also something that I also think about when I'm saying it, what am I really saying? Yeah. Yes, I really desire to stop lusting and become sexually sober. I really do. Then I'm if I say that to myself with that conviction, then I will work at it that day. And I will do those things I need to do or do those, not do those things that would not be any good for me to do that day as well. And at the end of the day, say, that was a good day. And I'm really grateful for the power and the grace that God gave me this day to continue on and grow in my uh, recovery from sexual obsession to lust. And that's my share for today. Thank you. Thanks, Francis. Hi, I'm John P., recovering sexaholic. And uh, I, too, was introduced to this phrase uh, in a morning check-in renewal with someone who asked me to do it uh, early in recovery. I'd never done anything like that before, and it was immensely helpful. Um, and thank goodness that word it was not in there at the time do I really desire because I didn't really desire to stop lusting. And I think that's what I want to talk about is there's kind of different levels uh, for me in recovery as to whether I really wanted to stop lusting. Um, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop lusting and become sexually sober. Uh, that's obviously taken from the AA big book and, and revised, but... Um, I think there's several levels of meaning in there. Um, I have a program friend, and I've sat in a few check meetings with him where we um, try to help sponsors who have particular problems. And he's one of his phrases to sum it up is, are you done? <laughs> it's very simple. Are you done? Uh, and really he's saying, are you ready to stop lusting? And and that's one level Um it's, it's the only requirement for membership in SA. That's all you have to say to be in the door. And I think a lot of us say it, but not really uh, get to what it really means. Um, it's a serious statement. And for me, it means that by joining SA and coming to SA meetings, and believe me, I wasn't feeling this way when I started, <clears throat> I'm making a type of declaration. I'm saying that I desire to once and for all Stop my destructive acts in earnest. 
Okay, not like the 99,000 other times that I had previously tried to stop acting out and stopped but couldn't stay stopped. I'm saying I want to stay stopped, and I want to go all the way to do that. I'm willing to go to any lengths, and what that means is um, I want to fully understand and accept at a deep level what I've been doing. I want to learn why I've been doing these things, and I want to take certain steps so that I no longer have to do them. You know, I'm in. That's what I'm saying. I'm really in. Um, I started out thinking that lust was my problem. I've learned with the help of others that lust is not my problem. Lust was the temporary, insufficient solution I sought for the real problem, which is my disconnection with others and with my higher power. That's what disturbs me. That's what makes me want to act out and medicate those feelings. Lust is all the things I turn to in order to medicate those negative personal feelings. Um, those feelings have to do with my relationships with other people and therefore with my higher power as well. The status of my relationships is the best indicator of my progress with my character defects. Do I really desire to stop lusting actually means am I now ready to stop using people and things for purposes they were not designed for. For an example, am I ready to stop using other people's bodies for my own gratification? Am I ready to stop using my anger to bully other people to get the outcomes I want? Am I ready to stop lying and manipulating other people's emotions to get them to like me or to have sex with me? It means all of those things. <clears throat> the overt lusting uh, that I was doing still do on a bad day, uh, looks, glances, thoughts, masturbation, pornography, really a proxy for my fear, my self-seeking, and my grandiosity. I'd been lusting by trying to misuse relationships and other people to hide my own feelings. <clears throat> what made me want to stop, really stop, for me it was believing that the pain of continuing to hurt myself and others was finally greater than the pain of trying to stop. Until that pain reached that level, I was not really ready. I thought I was ready. <clears throat> I thought I was, when I said I wanted to stop lusting, I, I wanted to stop hurting my wife. And really what I was saying in the beginning was I wanted to save my marriage. <clears throat> I really didn't want to stop lusting. I wanted to keep taking glances. I wanted to have it both ways. I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. But when my wife gave me an ultimatum, said she'd had enough and I was threatened with losing my marriage, the stakes, the stakes got turned up a little bit. The heat got turned up a little bit. <clears throat> but that desire to save my marriage was a gateway to actually opening up to really surrendering and really learning about the steps and really learning about surrendering to a higher power and opening myself to his grace and, and recovery. Um, this process allowed me to get to the point of really desiring in my heart to stop lusting because I understood it at depth and I understood it didn't work in my life and only made things worse. But that took time. I never got there right away. <clears throat> the sad fact is that there are some people in SA meetings who consciously or not don't really desire to stop lusting yet. We all have seen them. I was one of them for a while. Someone in the, that space probably has not received or caused enough pain yet, um, you know, uh, until they feel that pain, until that pain is bigger than the pain of uh, 
you know, uh, staying the way they are, then we have to keep just saying, just keep coming back. Um, do we ever completely lose the desire to lust? You know, today, after a lot of program and therapy and recovery, most days I do not have the desire to lust. I'm th- when I'm thinking straight, I just don't want it. It causes confusion. It causes pain. It causes problems, and I don't want those problems in my life anymore because I know what it means. <clears throat> but still, uh, when I'm having a bad day, when I lose sight of my higher power, uh, my wife is mad at me, my day is not going well, uh, if I'm fearful, angry, or any of my character defects is coming up, um, I, I still want to resort to lust. And, you know, that happens. Um, and that's when I have to work my program harder. That's when I have to make more calls. That's when I have to go to a meeting. That's when I have to do some reading or take some kind of action. I was in a meeting yesterday. We talked about action. I have to take action. Action is the thing that gets me back on track with my program, gets me reconnected to other people in my higher power. So whenever I take the action of recovery first, the feeling of not wanting to lust comes back. So uh, that's my story. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, John. Um, Thank you. You now have the opportunity to share with the group. Please focus on the topic of our meeting, Do I Really Desire to Stop Lusting? And like sharing in any essay meeting, please limit your sharing to the topic, avoiding explicit description or distracting comments, and focusing on the solution rather than the problem. Please do not share anything that legally would have to be reported to the authorities. Please line up to our left so we don't have to wait for each person to come up. Please speak loud enough for all to hear. You'll each have two minutes. Good morning, I'm Bill, recovering sexaholic. Hi, Bill. Sobriety date is February 20, uh-oh, February 20 of this year. Um, I've been in and out of this, of SA for 30 years, almost to the day. And I still struggle, um, more some days than others with whether I really desire to stop lusting. And some, some days the answer is no. And, um, and I still, I still, um, you know, give in to lust at time and, and still I'm able to persuade myself that, uh, today just a little lusting won't hurt. I can handle it. Well, you know, I don't know how many times I've proven to myself that I cannot, but it's a forgetting disease. Um, I, I'm uh, I'm convinced that this morning uh, my higher power put in front of me a, a newspaper article on the front page about a man who, until recently, was a very a prominent and wealthy attorney in a major city, and. He's now lost his job and um, has been publicly exposed for um, sharing or, or, or sending and receiving emails with a married woman whom he's never met. And 
that's that's what I've done, and um, slightly slightly different facts. Well, <laughs> I was not, I was not prominent or wealthy, but um, but I lost a job over it, and um, and my my personal life was disrupted, and that didn't stop me from doing it. So. Um, that's that's my story in brief, and um, thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Bill. Hello, group. I'm Robert Sexaholic. Thanks for your leads. Thank you. Um, do I really have a desire to stop lusting and become sexually sober? Well, what time is it? You know, uh, the market is up and down. Uh, the temperature is up and down. And uh, fundamentally, yes, but, but halt really has an effect on that for me. As the day wears on, um, as I get disturbed throughout the day, I, I, I seek to medicate. And so, yes, when I'm on my knees, the answer is yes, I have the desire. But when something happens and there's a trigger on the periphery, it's like it's a moment-by-moment moment thing for me. Um, and, and so that's why halt is very important for me. Um, and then... With with those uh, in the fellowship who I sometimes refer to, though not kindly, as returning scholars, um, I I I I um I don't hesitate to use this. Do you have? I ask him flat out. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop lusting. Do you have that? And then I just kind of wait. And, and let him squirm perhaps a little bit. So that's that's perhaps an aside. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Thanks Robert. Hi, I'm Steve Bean. I'm a sexaholic. What I thought about when you talked about desiring, really desiring to stop lusting, is is what if I am having that day where I'm just not getting it? Where I've done, I do a, a, a usually a morning recovery reading. There's prayer as soon as my feet hit the floor and later on as well if I'm having a tough day. But what if I'm really not getting it? Well, I have been told that what may also work is what if I just act as if? What if I act as if? In other words, I can't do it. I need help. So if I decide, you know what, I'm going to act as if I'm sober today. I'm going to act as if I have recovery today. And guess what happens? I just took it out of my own hands. And guess what my higher power does for me? That's all I have. Thank you. Good morning, Mayor. Sexaholic. Um, I appreciate. Do I really have a desire to stop lusting? Um, 99%. Uh, been my my biggest problem is giving it up 100 percent um i want to still hold on to that maybe i'll find the perfect woman to fill that void um and 
I guess for me right now, this moment, I would like to declare that, yes, I really want to stop lusting. And uh, 10 minutes ago, when I was, when the meeting was closing in the other room and a beautiful woman walked in, I had a reaction. I wanted to lust after her. And, um, and it's okay right now. And I, you know, I took a look and then I moved on. So I don't know if I'll ever be perfect, but right now I really, really have a desire to 100% give it up. And that's the only thing I could do is just right now. I don't know about tomorrow, but right now I do. So thank you. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Todd. I'm a sexaholic. It's really an interesting question. Do I do I really desire to stop lusting? Um, and the obvious answer to that is yes. And I, I'm really grateful for our lead today because it it, it dawns on me that the aware awareness of this is why why am I lusting? Why, why is it that I ever wanted to lust? I wanted to lust because I wanted to escape life on life's terms. Um, if I'm really serious about not lusting, then I'm serious about letting go of all the substitutes as well. It's not enough to say I'm, I want to stop lusting, but now I'm going to overeat. Um, so the real question I have to answer in Tradition 3 is, do I really want to face life on life's terms? And the truth to that is, no. I don't want to face the pain of life on life's terms, but it's better than the alternative. That, that I, I want to, what I do desire to do is to let go of all these things that I put up that block me from God's will and recognize that life on life's terms is God's will for me and that I am capable of handling and being today whatever man God created me to be, whether or not I think I'm capable of that or not. That's all I have. Hi, I'm uh, Brock. I'm a recovering sexaholic. Uh, sobriety, October uh, 21st, 2016. Um, I was thinking about, you know, do I really want to stop lusting? For me, um, my bottom was... Uh, you know, delusion, hallucination, and, uh, you know, comp- more than suicidal thoughts, like compulsion. I was thinking about just driving. I was driving down the road and just had this thought that I could fix everything if I just drove my car off the road into a rock face. So the pain of lusting for me definitely do in entertaining lust became far worse than, than recovery. Um, and it, it helped me hearing, old timers share their first steps is I could, I could find myself in there, my first step in their story. And I could see the spectrum of where it was going. And with my story, it was really, well, I didn't hear any stories beyond mine because people weren't alive. So, um, yeah, the desire to, do I really desire to stop lusting? I think that's where it, it changed for me. Cause I realized my life was on the line. Um, so I'm very grateful for my higher power giving that to me. And whenever I do my daily sobriety renewal, that's, that's where I go to. Like what's step one for me today? What's my current experience? If I lost 
I'm going to die. So, um, it's very, uh, sobering. Um, um, I think that's all I wanted to share. Thanks. I'm John. I'm a sexaholic. I've been, uh, technically sober for eight months, but I've been in the program for nine or 10 years. And it took me a long time to make a commitment to be sober. Um, I have the desire to stop lusting, and I also have the desire to use porn. And I have I, the, the reason I'm in the session, the question, it's just not clear cut because I do want to stop lusting and I don't want to stop lusting at the same time. Uh, I don't really know what turned the corner for me. I think it was getting a couple phone calls from people uh, in a new meeting I started going to who I didn't expect to hear from. Um, I thought, well, that, that's some good encouragement. I can do that. Um, when the, the questions come about, you know, do you want to stop lusting or do, uh, first person, do I want to stop lusting? And, uh, do I want to be sober? You know what I really want is, uh, what you mentioned. I want to stop feeling awful and I want to be content and fulfilled and I want to have a normal life. Um, and lust is my go-to tool for covering up all the shame and pain and, and everything else. Um, so to be honest right now, yeah. Um, if it works, if it doesn't, I'll do something else. (laughs) Thank you. I'm Nick, a sexaholic. Uh, grateful to be here. I like this topic, um, for me as well, um, the desire to stop lusting, if I'm honest, is, you know, shaky at best. Um, and, and obviously there's still that part of me that, that loves the effect that it gives, gives me, the escape that it gives me. Um, but what really works for me is, is, is revisiting my step one, uh, reminding myself the consequences of when I let lust reign in my life, um, the damage it causes, the, the people I hurt. Uh, and then, and then the internal pain and conflict that it causes me. Um, and then when I ask myself, do I want to go through that pain again? The answer is clearly no. Um, and then, so from there, uh, I, I need to take the actions, right? It's a program of action, uh, not a program of feelings. Uh, I don't, I can feel all the day long that I don't want to go through that pain again, but it means nothing until I take the action. Uh, and, and my sponsor told me once he's, you know, you've heard it said, uh, this, essay isn't for people who need it. It's for people who want it. And then he said, that's not really true. He said, it's not for people who want it. It's for people who do it. Um, and so, uh, and that struck me between the eyes. And so really it's, it's for me, it's signing up again every day. And I have to, and if someone mentioned, uh, it's a forgetting disease. I forget the consequences of my lust and the pain it causes me and others. Um, but when I revisit that, when I remind myself, uh, of my step one, uh, it allows me to get to my step two and three, uh, and live, uh, live a sober day for that day. So thanks. Good morning, friends. I'm a real sexaholic. My name is David Prophet. <clears throat> Grateful to be here with you this morning and be sober. Um, I'm reminded of St. Augustine, who's famous line, if you haven't heard this, is make me chaste, just not yet, right? That, 
that's been the story in, in sobriety for me over many years. I haven't had a drink of alcohol for almost 18 years now. And, but my core disease, my core addiction is, is lust, right? Sexual acting out. Sex and drugs is where it's progressed to, right? And I've had these binges and I can't figure out what's wrong with me. Why is this? Because it's, I still hold on to this just not yet part of it. <clears throat> that 1% that somebody talked about that's still there. And it wasn't until four or five months ago, um, and I should take a step back. I've been uh, participating in Sexaholics Anonymous for roughly seven or eight months. I've tried other S fellowships, and I just never found what I was looking for there. But I, I've really fallen in love with, with SA. And, and I've always been in love with Alcoholics Anonymous. It's just been, it's been a great ride. And it wasn't until I heard a guy in a, meet, in a Sunday morning meeting that I go to, he was on a trip down to the Caribbean. And he was standing next to a local, and this woman walks by in a bikini. And uh, my friend George says to this local, he's, wow. And local, they talked about, uh, you know, they shared the, the, the commentary after the looks at this woman. And uh, the local took off. And George's thoughts were, why can't I lust like a normal guy? Why can't I ogle like a normal guy? I don't understand. And as he's sharing this, it hit me between the eyes. I can't afford this. I just can't afford this anymore. I've re- repeatedly taught myself over and over what happens when I do this. And, and for me, it's, it's getting to that point, no matter how long it takes, where that 1% isn't there anymore. And I don't want to do this. Glad to be here and sober. Thanks. Thanks. Good morning. I'm Dennis H. I'm a sexaholic. And uh, I am powerless over my lust. My life is unmanageable. A couple points I wanted to share today is the answer to this question is, yes, I want to stay sober today. Um. How, how do I know that? The last time I acted out, it's been more than ten and a half years ago, okay? So you can stay sober. I want to give that hope to everybody. It is possible. But what I found is that last time I was acting out, I was checking a porn site my son had gotten into. I thought, well, I'll just see what he's into. That was my downfall. I crossed a boundary. I acted out. And I'll tell you what, I felt terrible. Felt terrible because I had had uh, about four months sobriety at that point. And I said, no more, no more. So I have to be aware of that. What are my boundaries? I have to set boundaries. I have to make sure I'm not crossing them. I have to have something that slows me down. Because once I've seen the illustration of the ball rolling down the hill, once it gets rolling, forget it. I'm lost. So I've learned over the years to take and to say, what's going on? What am I disturbed about? Is what's the saying? If I'm disturbed, there's something wrong in me. What am I looking for? And so I have to be aware of that. I also have a little fear about that because I also am involved with 
going in as a religious volunteer in some of the Illinois prisons. And I see them guys, and I know that if I continued acting out, I would be somebody's cellmate, and I don't want that. So those are good things that help me to realize I need to stay sober. So I start my morning, God, I want you to help me stay sober. I end the day with, God, I don't know what's going to happen while I'm sleeping. Keep me sober. My name's Bill. I'm a recovered sexaholic. Um, Early on, I had the uh, privilege or curse of uh, being exposed to uh, Jess L., who's passed on. Some of his recordings, by the way, are on the uh, uh, table for sale, and uh, those uh, that collection called the Lust Tapes, I strongly recommend. Um, But uh, Jess made it real clear that the problem was lust. And uh, I came to believe that if that that myself or anyone else who says, well, I, I was looking at pornography for 30 minutes, but I didn't touch myself, so I'm technically sober. Or I masturbated, but not climax, so I'm technically sober. You're not technically sober. You're drunk on lust. And it's kind of like, wait a minute. But, but, no. Look at it, what it says, a desire to stop lusting and become sexually sober. And I don't know how you become sexually sober or remain sexually sober unless you stop lusting. So the question is, how do you stop lusting? On page 69 of the White Book, Roy says, we can look forward to the day when the obsession, but not the temptation, will be removed. Well, everybody here knows what the obsession means, and you know the difference between a temptation and an obsession. So how do you get the obsession removed? And somebody read it in the uh, meeting the other night at, at the dinner. Essays 12 Steps are a group of principles, spiritual in nature, which, if practiced as a way of life, will expel the obsession and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. There had to be an easier, softer way. I knew there was when I got here. But the truth is, there wasn't, there's not. Uh, and, and so I, uh, I just had to, uh, had to, uh, surrender, get a sponsor, work those damned old steps. And, uh, as the promise on that, on page 69, one day I woke up, and I, there was no obsession. I wasn't obsessing about how am I going to act out today or how am I not going to act out today? How, where am I going to go to avoid acting out? I, I didn't have to organize my life around lust, either to pursue it or avoid it. The obsession was expelled, and the only way it stays uh, expelled is to practice these principles as a way of life. Thank you. I'm Jay, a sexaholic. Sexually sober by the grace of God since July 11, 2010. Appreciate the shares, and I appreciate the emphasis on action. Um, Some wise person I heard say that for every single thing I will go through, including sexual temptation, battles with lust, etc. There is a point of action I can take that will work. 
when we say that phrase, it works if you work it. If I work it, it will work for me in that situation. So currently I struggle at night with fantasy. So I worked out a plan of action. The plan of action is I pray before I go to bed. Um, I surrender in the moment to my higher power. I invite him into the situation. I tell him I can't handle this. I give it to him. And I pray for the person that I may be tempted to lust after, and then I fill my head with gratitudes for what God has done for me. That's my plan of action. So in the, in the days, in the nights where that doesn't work, obviously I can't make a phone call at one o'clock in the morning. I could leave a voicemail, but can't probably get anybody. Um, I have not followed through. And it works the same thing when I talk to sponsees. I have a sponsee who goes out of town. Develop a strategy. Uh, will this strategy work? We go through the strategy. Will this strategy work? Usually it involves making a phone call or walking away or turning something off or whatever, um, doing some proactive work, step work. And he, he acted out. Did you follow through with the strategy? The answer is no. So that begs the question, because for me, desire to stop lusting is very measurable in my life, because if I'm not taking action, that I'm sitting by myself and getting into the old pattern of trying to do it all by myself, it's been really helpful for me to understand that we are recovering together. We. Not me. We. We are recovering. We're a recovering community. Gets me out of isolation. So if I can uh, develop the strategy and exercise the strategy, the lust will be expelled because the program tells me that it will. And um, so the question is, my answer today, if I'm willing to stop lusting and become sexually sober, is am I willing to take the actions that I have previously committed to in order to move forward in my program? Thanks. I'm Ed Wimpy, and I'm a recovered sexaholic from Louisville, Kentucky. It's Friday, day, January 1, 91. Do I really want to stop lusting? You betcha. Lust doesn't have any promise about it that has any depth and weight or lasting endurance. Lust lies to me, uses me, steals my joy, and takes me down a path to ultimate destruction. I'm convinced. And I don't have constant lust running through my head. You know, I have tremendous freedom from that. But I'm not cured. And um, I've said that already several times since I've been here. And it's almost like, oh, big guy, you think you're so hot? Mm-hmm. Here's a one. And um, I've had that a couple of times um, since I've been here. It just tells me what I have as a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of a fit spiritual condition. And to have a fit spiritual condition requires that I do some things on a daily basis. Upon awakening, throughout the day, and upon retiring, it's a design for living that I've discovered really works. And, um, you know, it's not a recipe that I've followed that uh, now I'm done. It's a way of life. And... Uh, if I don't drink, I don't get drunk. I drink in images and I get drunk if I don't follow the direction. It's as simple as that. 
I don't focus and I don't talk about acting out. Because acting out is not the problem if I don't drink. It's the problem that centers in my mind that has to be addressed, and it requires continued action. What I did at the table last night with this young lady that caught my attention while I'm sitting beside my wife is I said, God help me, bless her, provide for her the protection and care that she deserves as your child. And I'm taking it out of me being a selfish user and turn it into me being a servant, an instrument of peace that can pray for someone that needs the connection that I can make and then request that they be a beneficiary of the connection that I have the privilege of being a part of. And that, and for that, I can never be sufficiently grateful. Thanks. Hi, my name's Nancy. I'm a sexaholic. Came into the program in 1996, and my first sobriety date was, um, no, 93, was 99. So for six years, I slept and slid around. Um, back then, they didn't talk so much about lust. And I also came in the door through another S program. When my mind read the first step, for six years, it read, I'm powerless over sex. And I even um, would make the comment to folks in meetings, I don't want to act out, but don't take away my lust. My, um, I went from 99 to 2004, which is my current sobriety date, December 15th, 04. Um, I, I lusted. I lusted. That's what happened, period. I say in my intro, when I lust, I act out. It may not happen right away, but I will act out. I went to Israel. was invited by a, a woman in program to show her how to work the steps. The first day, of course, she's a good sexaholic. She acted out the night before I came. And uh, she was definitely in a, a big lust fog. So we thought we'd take a couple of days and just kind of take a break. Um, we were down in the old city in Jerusalem, and here's Big Shot Nancy. You know, Big Shot Nancy, five years of sobriety, I'm going to show someone how to work the steps. But I got hungry, angry, lonely, tired, especially the tired. I'm in a different time zone, jet lag. And my addict kicked in. I didn't even know it. I spent the entire day in a shop in the old city. I spent $2,400 in this shop. The shops in the old city are very small. I was head over heels in lust with a shopkeeper. We made arrangements at the end of the day to go back to my friend's house. And I thought, oh, it'll be nice to have the experience of a massage with olive oil. And I'm still not even seeing the problem. Gratefully, her apartment was uh, one room. And he looked around and he said, uh, he excused him, you know, no, I don't think I'll stay. My friend looked at me. This is in the middle of her own lust fog. She looked at me and she said, you are drunk on lust. You cannot help me. For me, withdrawal from lust, when I acted out, I acted out in public, 
this is December, I acted out next to a middle school across the street from a police station out in the open. My attic keeps going. I cannot afford to lust. I didn't act, technically I suppose, I did not sleep with this man in the old city in Jerusalem, but I was so filled with lust. took about nine months or so. I acted out, and I don't ever want to do that again. Pass. My name is Dave. I'm a recovering sexaholic, <clears throat> sexually sober since May 8th, 2009. Um, I think more often, most days of my life now, the answer is yes, I do desire to stop lusting. But one side of this that I haven't heard anybody share on yet is, do I desire to not be lusted after? And most days, I think the honest answer is no. I have not reached that level of sobriety yet. I still want to be lusted after in various forms. It doesn't have to be sexual. Um, you know, when I first entered the program, I was the the only newcomer for a period of months in my home group. And I loved the attention that I got. You know, people were so focused on me and I... <laughs> Went to a lot of meetings and got really good feedback when I would share. And I, I was, I think, kind of high on that. You know, I was physically sober. and But the the desire to be wanted, to be appreciated, to be respected, liked, uh, looked up to, that has still not fully gone away. Um, I still, you know, I still would like my wife to find me sexually attractive and, and lust after me. Um, so I've, I've still got a lot of work to do on that side of this. Because I think it's for me, it's it's just as important as my my desire to lust out. Um, I want that in too. I remember, and I think it was a 2012. I my I had my story uh, published by the SA magazine, and I was able to joke, you know, sometime later with the guys in my home group that I had, I kind of had this expectation that all right, I'm going to get my story published, and then people across the country or across the world will say, we want to know that Dave guy in St. Louis and, and bring him in and talk to us. And, of course, that hasn't happened. Uh, it's probably a good thing um, because my ego really will soak up any sort of attention or accolade that it possibly can. So um, I'm really enjoying this convention so far. It's my first one, and um, I really needed to be here. Thanks. We have time for one more speaker, if there's anybody wants to answer the question yet. Mike, a sexaholic. Powerless over lust. Thanks for your sharings very much. Uh, just one uh, thought that is in my mind is that is I'm sober. Uh, I came in around 1999, and I've been sober sexually since then. And then for the next 19 or 20 years now, it's been a struggle. Uh, many days at this point is it's uh, at the beginning it was most days. Now it's down to less days uh, with lusting, not sexing, but lusting, and it's all up here. See a beautiful person, or something. I used to use those people. Now I think about. Uh, now sometimes I'm tempted to think about them, and uh, I, I, it's been a struggle to stop lusting. And so, yes, I do want to be free from lust. Thank you. Thank you, Mike.
Anything you've heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participant. Let's all stand and say the <clears throat> third step prayer. God, I offer myself to Thee to build with me and do with me as Thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do Thy will. Take away my difficulties, so that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help. Of Thy power, Thy love, and Thy way of life, may I do Thy will always. Keep coming back, it works if you work it, you're worth it, so work it. Thank you. 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 I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.